Welcome. 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 We have fun stuff in store today. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is or what it looks like, but we're recording an intro for it just in case. We're actually liars because there is there's a page with things written on it, so we do know. <laughs> we know. We know. We just don't know exactly what's going to come out. Because look, there's a there is a plan. There's always a plan, but there's a vague plan. Huh? <laughs> it's the oh, cat. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. I think it was my flanny. <laughs> <laughs> That was so alarming. Literally nothing happened. No, it was, um, I think this was on the cord and then it touched my leg and I was like, knowing that the cat was on the floor, it made me even more frightened. Because I thought, what could that possibly be? Because it's not the cat. It's not the cat. All right. We can't blame him this time. That's him on the post. How does he move so fast? He's... It's magic. They're magic. I don't know. Anyway, welcome. Strap in. Strap in. Surprise. Surprise. Okay. Also, but maybe bye. I don't know. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Sorry. Over at Frankenstein's place. Oh, my giddy aunt. Love it. Terrible. It's quite nice. Oh, to my credit. Because I can't sing. I dare you. Um, Susan Sarandon. I was reading an interview mm. with her earlier because that's who I was doing just now. If you couldn't tell, you couldn't. Um, <laughs> as, I will say no more. As Janet, she was saying that when, course, when she yeah. went to the audition, she kept saying, but I can't sing and I'm really anxious about it. They said, it's fine. We'll train you. She said, no, I shouldn't audition. I really, I can't sing. It's a musical. And then the first few people they must have been able to see each other audition who went before her she said just were not funny <coughs> just were completely <laughs> unfunny so yeah. she hammed up the funny and got the role and then they worked on the singing you can learn so to susan carry a can tune. yeah surely i can too i thought the choir master told you to sing in your head <laughs> he did Bastard. but well we were all practicing so we were, we had the a year group assembly. So each year group got to have an assembly that was all about them. The reason it was a big deal was because it was boarding school. So your parents had to literally come and pay for a hotel to go to this assembly. The cruelty of it was they came to visit you, but it was a closed weekend, which meant you weren't allowed to go and stay the night with them. So they weren't allowed to take you for the night. They were in town, but you had to stay at school. That was the rules. Anyway. That seems like a break, some kind of law, but I don't know. <laughs> so it's a closed weekend um, it's the year nine. We're getting ready for the year nine parent weekend assembly. Mm-hmm. We are going to sing The Climb. As in Miley Cyrus. Yes. Lovely. As a group. We're singing, we're rehearsing. And the choir master, who I think, like from what I understand, is pretty good at the music choir stuff. Stops everyone. He looks me dead in the eyes. And he says... Sometimes it's better for the collective if certain members of the group sing in their heads. <laughs> Shade officially thrown. Do you know what? It was a relief for me. It was permission to not. Permission to not sing. The anxiety I feel when there is a requirement to sing the national anthem, high, because I know I can't sing which means I can hear that I'm singing badly. There was a girl in our year, she didn't she could not hear it. Oh, that's 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 she, a sadness. She did not know. She could not hear the difference between her and everyone else and she belted it out, but she belted it out happy. Oblivious. Do you know I used to run choir at a previous school I used to work at and it was junior <coughs> Excuse me. It was junior choir, so it was kindergarten to year two. Same thing. Just don't know. They can't some, tell. Well, they, they literally can't. Yeah. And, oh boy, some of them just, they were very hearty with the singing when maybe they ought not to be. They ought to just back it off a little. Mm. So I was relieved. It was permission not to, but my drama teacher who was there, Rosalind Muir-Smith, shout out. Shout out. Always wore a cape. Came... Same. Afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Not all heroes, but this one did. And 
what she did was teach me how to convincingly lip sync. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. And she taught me so convincingly that after the after the performance, people kept telling me what a beautiful singer I was. Cuz whoever was near me that was making it must have seemed like it was me making the noise. You were awfully convincing. I was very convincing. That's nothing to do with what we're here to talk about today. We're not here to talk about that. I have equipped you with a prop. Yes. Okay. So I've got a couple of things. See if you can guess what it is, listeners. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. It's actually some love letters from Zoe's boyfriend. These are going to be horrific. Are we calling him the first real boyfriend? Yeah. So what are you? I'm so just circa, circa 2010? Uh, he, yeah. To, to 12. Yeah. Okay. 2011, 2012 would be the yeah significant. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do so with this So year 11, year 12, basically. What I've got is four pages of letters from a boy. I think this is so funny, but I haven't looked at them since. I need to be clear about that. I haven't looked at these in 13 years ish. Can I tell you some things that strike me immediately? Yeah, please. Okay. Number one, across the four pages, on every single page, this boy demonstrates just writing three between three and five separate not connected platitudes <laughs> okay what does that indicate to you what inference are you drawing the inference i'm drawing is that no one's taught him the letter genre <laughs> like how to how to write a letter he, he didn't finish school to There's, be fair well he mentions doing quite well at tafe <laughs> What he actually says was, it's not connected to anything else. There is no lead in. There's no nothing. It just says, ah, haven't written for five hours straight before, capital B. I now have completed all my outstanding assessments for TAFE and still looking forward to tomorrow, which is Sunday. And then there's a stick figure with an emoji face with a tongue out that says, woo! (laughs) And I'm not quite sure what to make of that. Hey, at least he did them. They're also addressed as, they don't say dear Zoe. Oh, God. To Zoe. They just say Zoe, full stop. <laughs> I'm going to read you, I'm going to pick f- three of my favorite <laughs> sentiments from these letters. Are you ready? And I am eternally grateful that the universe has ensured. This boy hasn't stayed around for the last 10 or so years. Actually, he has a crack every so often and we should mention that after you're done. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Because <laughs> we, we, do, we do have a good laugh about it <laughs> when it comes up. Every few years. Okay, so here's number one, my favourite. Oh, God. Okay, so I, th- I take this to be what I think <laughs> is the introduction of a letter, but it's not clear. Zoe, full stop. I am not sure how to put this, ellipses. But I am sure of our souls met each other at lover's lips. Uh, what the f- does so that there, mean? there's two things I don't like about that. One, obviously, yuck. But two, it's a phrase that doesn't actually make sense. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. How does a soul meet at a lover lip? Look, I don't know. Does that come from somewhere? We don't know. It's not referenced. Minus points. Can I... T- <laughs> This is uh, what I can only describe as incongruous with (laughs) (laughs) what I've just said about it literally making no sense. Okay. He then claims there's a big underline and then he claims in a completely different handwriting style. (laughs) Like it is like, it's like he's written it in different years of his life. Uh, (laughs) He says. He's left-handed. Does that help? No. He claims, he says this, I must assure you that I love reading. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) any examples given of things he reads? He says he had a smile on his dial the whole time reading your letter. (laughs) And then it says, my handwritten letter count is now on one. That's... One and he's drawn a very large number one. <laughs> Take up most of the page, yeah, so he doesn't have to write more. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> seven lines. He's filled with a really big one. 
the other things I like. Um, I'm going to need to stop for a wee after this. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to find them because it's, it's really lucky I'm a junior primary school teacher because I can decipher this because the handwriting is really quite poor, uh, as is the <laughs> grammar and everything else in it. Now, this this strikes me as really funny. I've just seen the grammar you referred to, and it's an M dash followed by a colon. Which is, what is what does looks that mean? Like a penis. Yeah. <laughs> is that's, it is that a real thing? That's not a construction that's ever been used. Okay, right. <laughs> I, so my assessment was accurate. Oh, they're doing something different at Queensland TAFE. <laughs> <laughs> now, given how I've described all of these letters, I do think that this platitude is quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> he says, ah, and then there's a, an arrow. I'm unsure what that means. I tried writing your method of drafting and my hand is now sore you have an idea, so I have to go and yawn. Not sure. <laughs> anyway, so w- what I've deduced is that he has <laughs> he's taking on some kind of feedback you guys have given him about drafting, presumably to do with the you know three to five completely unrelated platitudes, because um, he doesn't even sign them off. No, so he doesn't what I, say goodbye. What's happened is I've told him in my letters that I draft them before I send them to him. He's not getting the raw material. And he's attempted to do that, which means that this is not the first draft. That is so deeply upsetting. <laughs> this one is quite nice okay. and innocent, but um everybody get a bucket ready. <laughs> Zoe, you are amazing. I can't help but imagine you by my side. I was so overwhelmed the moment you stepped into my life. You mean the world to me. When you... What does this say? When you something read it, I'm crying and I do love you. Um, Oh, yeah. Overwhelmed. Stepped into my life. The world. Oh, when you can't read it, it's because I'm crying and trying to write at the same time. So that's why you couldn't read it. That was good timing. He's put that in. That's apt. Okay. So what I'm getting is that he is coming up with some excuses built into the alleged letter. Because <laughs> I, won't, I won't go so far as to call it a letter because it's not, is I, it? He does sign off here. He says. That's the only one. The others, are they're unsigned. Right down the bottom, a request to write back. So I was thinking like, yeah. I think this would be pretty rare these days that you have these kinds of receipts. Receipts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are, aren't they? They're memos, aren't they? They're not letters. Yeah. Like, do you, you know, I have, I have from the recent one, a couple of voice notes. Yep. Yep. Basically. But you don't think when you're texting back and forth and like often we build these kinds of connections via text these days. Yeah. Or text plays a significant role. You don't think to keep them or screenshot them or file them or do something with them. Unless you are compiling them for the board of directors. Yeah. Even so, they're going to get lost in the group chat pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Like you're not returning to them once they've been reviewed. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, right? Because now I can look on these and I think, you know, they're indicative of a period of my life that was sort of important and it's kind of interesting and funny and cute or whatever. Um, And recently transitioning us to breakups. Because I've had more breakups than I've had boyfriends and that's girl math, work it out. Um, that would be, I would consider that to be true. That's factually correct. Yep. With the most recent one, because TikTok exists, my algorithms had worked out what had happened and they were offering advice. And part of the advice is what I call the Kelly method because I was first introduced to it by my friend Kelly. And I already know this is going to be great. The Kelly method is just called the dead to me approach. If it's gone badly, I'm a huge fan of that. And the dead to me approach is there's no pretend. We're not, no, we're not going to try and be friends. Mm -mm. We're not even going to pretend to try and be friends. Mm -mm. She has, after a breakup, within a 48 hour period, you've got a, you've got a 10 minute cooling off period. And after that, she's got a new lease, booked the removalists. You're off the socials. Bye. You're photoshopped out of the images, dead to me. 
Yeah. Nothing more than has to be done interaction-wise is done. Now, she told me about that approach when I was very unattached. Yep. I couldn't envision a breakup in my future, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it sounded hard and harsh, I thought at the time. A little bit later, this particular thing doesn't go the way perhaps both of us had wanted it to. (laughs) It's complicated. It's messy. Yeah, it is. It's complicated. It's messy. It's pretty sad. Um, It's sad in the sense of kind of something that you never get to see through, I suppose, as opposed to something that you saw through and didn't work. Yeah, correct. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. I won't say it again. (laughs) You should have known there'd be three. You should have held off. (laughs) It's very witchy. Um, and TikTok is offering advice via Instagram because I'm Amazing. not quite as old as you at heart, but I'm still not a Gen Z. And basically I get two sets of the same advice, but for very different purposes, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was the no contact rule. Yeah. Grey rock. So for 30 days, no matter what, no contact. Yeah. Because you have to withdraw from them. Because your brain thinks you're an addict. Yep. Literally. Yes. Okay. But the two sets of advice for this were very different. Well, the advice was the same. Mm-hmm. It's like removing from social media. It's not texting. It's not seeing. It's not talking to friends about, about like, yeah. checking up on. It's yeah. none of that. Um, but in one stream of TikToks designed for women, the no contact rule, the design for straight women, is to help you get over them. Mm-hmm. So what you do, like, it hurts worse, but for less time is the idea. Yeah. Okay. Rather than stringing it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's cold turkey. Yeah. So you go into detox, like you feel like a mess. Everything's awful. Your cortisol's so high. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's foul. It's foul. This was foul. Yes. Yes, it for was. Yeah. This was foul. I lost eight kilograms. Like I was eating a piece of toast and keeping it down every day approximately the rest of the food I was not keeping down. Like I was not well because it was sad. (laughs) And anyway, um, so that's the one set of advice. It's designed to detox you quickly, get you over it faster. Mm -hmm. But the other set of advice, I have a feeling I'll resonate with this about the no contact rule Yeah, was the no contact secret to getting your ex back. Oh, okay. No, opposite, opposite. That's not what I want. (laughs) No. And this (coughs) was targeted at men. Oh, I don't like. Trying to get men who've been dumped, trying to get their girlfriends back. No. And I can't, for the life of me, work out how this bit of advice that's been given to the opposite people of the same couple... Mm -hmm. How on earth that is meant to help him get her back when she's being told go no contact to get over him? I don't know. It doesn't the math doesn't add up for me. We I think we need data about if those two people are both using that strategy, are they going to get back together, or does it only work if only one of them is using the strategy? Well, I think that's the assumption. So the assumption of the stuff that's targeted <clears throat> at the men is is basically the is that. Um, she will pine for you. She w- she'll be wondering why you're not talking to her. She'll realize the hole that's left in her life and she'll come crawling back and then you get your opportunity. Okay. So what that is, is it's playing on the fact that your mind thinks you're an addict and addicted to that person and is abusing that psychology. Yeah. But if the other side of the team is knows that. Yeah. That, but also gross, right? I mean, yeah, yuck, obviously. Isn't that yuck? It is yuck. That is really weird to me. Anyway, it's weird that, that and so I started to look into just general breakup advice. Okay. Because um, what I, th- I can see is a picture of Ashton Kutcher and Cameron <laughs> Diaz. So I have got questions. Okay. So what I did was I found um, two articles called exactly the same thing: how to get over a breakup according to science. But I've got from Men's Health magazine. And then I have from Women's Health. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. All right. So, <clears throat> the Women's Health one has 13 different strategies. That's a lot. For getting over a breakup. 
So things that you can do. But the number one strategy that their specialists that they consult cite is to really think carefully about the story you tell yourself about that relationship. Oh, absolutely. And to build yourself a short one paragraph narrative about that relationship that um, works for you, basically, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really how they perceive it or how what narrative they have. None of that matters to you anymore. Your goal is to align this experience with your goals of getting better yep. and moving on. And so what it sort of encourages you to do is to come up with a story. It could even be like an analogy or an allegory if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be like, okay, um, I, have st- <laughs> I started calling that particular relationship – I've started calling it a side quest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for me, like my goals are still all the same. Mm. I'm still exactly sort of pursuing them in the same order that I would. Nothing has particularly changed, but I had this experience, this side quest. It was short lived. I learned a lot of things. It was different to what I would normally do. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected. And now I'm back on my main path. Yeah. Pursuing, still pursuing my things. Love it. Yeah. So they encourage you to come up with the kind of narrative like that. Or maybe this person was a bridge. You were stuck somewhere. They weren't the end destination, but they helped you to get there. Or maybe this person was a, you know, a holiday where you got to have some fun. You got to escape, but it was time bound and it, was a li- it wasn't rich enough to go any further than that. It was never going to be you forever. Whatever it is, you kind of construct this little story. That's the number one strategy they recommend. I like it. I wish I'd thought of it during the breakup to be honest. Mm. But the language of SciQuest has helped. Um, then the rest of them are all fairly sensible things. You know, lean on your friends, um, be kind to yourself, be physically active, da 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 like all yep. the things that you'd expect. Sensible, yep. good advice. Yep. Manage your cortisol. Some science around stress and cortisol. Men's health. Just... For interest sake, for comparison. Now, this yep. is obviously targeted at straight men. I hate this already. <laughs> I can't even see it. Which it. we know because of the picture of Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Looking incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it sort of starts off, um, for anyone who's been through a heavy breakup, you'll know that it can be a tough time. Especially if your partner is someone close to your social circles. New research from the Journal of Experimental Psychology has found the best strategies for getting over your former lover. Now, Men's Health cite the Journal of Experimental Psychology. Women's Health cite the Journal of Positive Psychology. Very different branches of psychology. Mm. Okay. That is its own study just there. So, the Women's Health takes many studies. This one takes one. Typical. 24 heartbroken people aged 20 to 37 participated in a study to see how different strategies could help them get over their exes. This sounds like it could be good, right? Look, it sounds like it has potential. 24 people's not heaps. Whatever. Um, on average, they'd been in a relationship for two and a half years. Some had been dumped. Others had called it off mutually, but still were upset and had feelings like negative feelings about their breakup and their former partners. Yeah. Okay. These are the these are the three strategies. Strategy one: look at a picture of your ex and think negative thoughts about them, and highlight for yourself their negative traits. <laughs> Strategy number two. <laughs> um, except how you feel. That's it. What? People. That's ex- not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> not how. Just people were told. That's an annoying, condescending platitude. People were told <laughs> to accept how they felt. Accept it. Accept it now. <laughs> accept how you feel. Um, and then I think the final one was, oh, distract yourself with unrelated activities. The, I mean, look, there is some merit to that. There definitely is. The results from this study were that, let me find them. <clears throat> okay. Distraction proved to be effective in feeling better in the moment, but didn't influence any of the negative feelings they held underneath toward their ex or the breakup. Yeah, that checks out for me. Yep. So, distraction didn't work. Um, <clears throat> looking at a picture of your ex... And imagining similar to how they might see them on their social media feed while placing electrodes on their scalps 
and measuring their reactions to the photos, they were able to accurately measure their emotional responses. And this showed that neither, neither, neither of the other two tools worked. <laughs> so for men's health. So they've got an article about what to do, mm. but the results are saying that all the things they're suggesting are inconclusive or, yep. or didn't work. Yes, exactly. And then published it Is as he- advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. Okay. Um, so they found that thinking negatively toward your ex immediately decreases feelings of love toward them while you do it, but has a negative impact on your emotional well-being in the longer term. What a surprise. So that piece of advice actually does people harm. And yet it's in the advice. Yep. So the men, I'm going to say, the men are getting gendered way less helpful versions of how to get over their ex. And I would hazard a guess, if you didn't read the rest of the article, if you just read the three strategies in dot point form, you would assume they were published because they work. That would be an assumption that people who don't engage with research in a critical way might make. Because as a reminder, this article is called How to Get Over a Breakup According to Science. And yet the scientific results have confirmed that those things didn't work. So they've given you things that and make actively you f- make you worse. Make you feel a little bit better in the moment, but do not, I would say, help you get over a breakup. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know if you have any <laughs> reflections you want to make on breakups. I think I do actually. Um, or getting over them. Well, I don't, I'm, I feel like mine isn't, I don't know. Cause I feel like I use science to help me as well. Yes. Okay. We have a similar coping strategy there. Yeah. So, I think it's just about understanding. So I, I use the science of, um, you know, and I, I know it can be a contentious thing because like, you know, how do you really measure emotions? Blah, blah, da, 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 da. Yeah, we know. Blah, blah, or whatever. But you know, I do, I work and have worked for you know 10 plus years in an environment where we really actively consider we we choose to consider that you know the way science has described lots of aspects of the human condition Mm. as that's information we're going to go with for now until we know more yeah right exactly um which is how science works. Yeah. Science, if science is wrong, it didn't lie to you. It just learned something new. Yeah. Or if it changes its mind, right? Um, you know, so we operate under the pretense that that's the information we have for now about how human beings exactly. operate and work. And that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. Because that's it's how science works. the best that works. we can do at the moment. It is the scientific method, right? Um, so I feel like the science that I used was deepening my knowledge around particularly the psychology of attachment styles Mm -hmm. um, to help me direct my work, my self-work most effectively. Yeah. Because when you're going through a really awful breakup, you don't have the capacity to do everything, Mm -hmm. all of the things all at once, all of your work. You can't do it. Um, It's hard to do just any, on any given day. Yeah. Um, but especially when you're like, you know, really emotionally heightened and vulnerable and sad Mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, so I feel like what I did was I really put my time and energy into understanding what bits upset me and why. Yeah, okay. That's so wise. And I was like, okay, why am I upset? Mm -hmm. What are the things I'm upset about? And I was like, okay, so is part of the reason this hurts so much because... I have an insecure attachment style mm-hmm. um, based on, you know, lots of things that have happened in my life. You know, maybe it often often happens in childhood mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons, um, you know, and is does that feeling of, oh, no, it like is the reason I'm upset because I am sad about my relationship ending or mm-hmm. I'm sad because... I have fear that I will never feel love again. Yeah, exactly. You know, so undoing, you know. Teasing that down. Yeah, Yeah. really, really unpacking why I am feeling how I'm feeling really helped me. Yeah. Because it's too big to tackle all at once. And if if it's just like, oh, I'm just sad. I'm just, I'm just upset. I'm just whatever. Like it, it didn't help me because 
you know, you can do all of the things. You can be making sure you're eating all the right food and going for exercise and seeing your friends and, you know, but it's, you can still feel hurt and, and yeah, which pain from that. makes sense that you would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially um, with emotional, like significant emotional trauma mm-hmm. or, you know, which significant breakups are. Yeah. They're a loss, right? Yeah. And, and, and like, there's grief. Let's be real. Most of the time you're not being friends. You might be mm-hmm. civil, but you're not being at those important parts or hard parts mm. or happy parts of each other's life in the way that you imagined you would be. Exactly. And that's a loss as well. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I knew why I was so distressed. I think it was just like the loss of the friendship. Yep. Which had become really important to me. Yes. And I also hadn't imagined I would actually lose. Yes. To be honest, because it all happened so quickly. Um, but in some ways it also felt disproportionate because I was like, oh my God, do breakups feel this bad? And I've just forgotten that they feel this bad. Or is this the worst feeling one I've actually ever had? And that's nuts because of the duration of the connection. Um, that felt a bit nuts. I think it's probably not, it was probably the most like earth shaking one in terms of my well-being but i felt better pretty quickly i think there is a direct proportion though between the perceived strength of the connection mm. and and the breakup but also the conditions around it mm. as well like you know all of that was all quite crazy and traumatic mm. um you know but like <laughs> If you if you were in a space where you're like, oh, things are winding down, it's not really working yeah, out. Yeah, and you're starting like, to think you're starting to yeah. come to terms with the oh, maybe they're not going to be there for those. You start to think yeah. about it already, you know, or you have been together for so long, or you know, a period of time that's long enough where you are so actively in each other's lives, mm. you don't know what it looks like for them to not be there. Mm-hmm. It is very scary. Yeah, and it takes an adjustment period. So I think the yeah. five, like the really long situation ship mm. was probably the worst one in terms of the length of that adjustment period. Yeah. And I was really clear straight away. I was like, I'm going to need you not to talk to me. Yep. Like that is just what I need. And we didn't really talk for a couple of years. And we have managed to become friends, which I hugely value and I realize is rare. Um, but it isn't ever going to be friends where we are invited to those significant birthdays or that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's just, it's going to be friends where if one of us needs each other, we're there. If yeah. the need is really there and no one else can fill it, we're there. Um, or, you know, just sharing on social media when something good happens, that's worth celebrating. Yeah. And being ha- genuinely happy for each other. I think that's a really good outcome long-term. Yeah. And I would like, like, obviously I'd like to get to that place with this person, but I don't think it's possible in this case. Um, honestly which is disappointing and it and it it's hard but um but so yeah my reflection is this one felt just earth shattering i think i'd had rough things happen in the lead up Mm. um so i was like already kind of on edge it was a little bit protracted it was a little bit on and off which probably didn't help Mm. um and then yeah i have that weird one the actual boyfriend where i just at 2 a.m was like do you know what nah i'm Mm. out and i dipped and i was fine <laughs> to be honest yeah yep um but i think that's exactly like what you said i'd already been sitting there for a while being like i don't want this mm. i don't want this person at those events i don't want i don't want this to be the person standing there yeah and so i'd already started to come to terms with that yeah so i think that's part of it um one thing i found for us that i thought was cute Okay. Was a nerd trying to come up with an actual formula. Because what can make you feel better when things are terrible, right? Yeah. Um, and like I came up with little songs for myself that were just like, you know, it's okay. You don't feel bad. It's quite normal to feel sad. Like just reminding myself that it won't last forever. Yes. Because it feels... Because uh, I don't know if you felt like this, but I, I can only think of one really really big one where I just, I felt like I I felt like the, the hurt of it would kill me. Yeah. Like you can't see the other side of it. Yeah. 
it feels impossible to be alive. Like you're like, how yeah. am I alive? And I feel this bad. Yeah. It's, it's what, and the only thing that it comes close to for me is really horrific, like, um, bereavement, grief from yeah, death. Yeah. It's just from grief, death. bereavement, grief. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and one of my triggers, one thing I really don't like, which is the reason I very rarely get drunk yeah. is I don't like feeling out of control of my body. Yeah. And, you know, obviously those kinds of physical reactions make you feel that way. But what I found um, is a nerd trying to help people. And so he's A nerd gone. in shining armor. I love it. I know, a nerd in shining armor. Um, so he's reflecting a little bit initially on breakups and he's like recognizing, you know, every breakup is different. Um, but what he is trying to do is come up with an equation for how long it will take you to get over your breakup. Oh, say more. A literal mathematic equation. Okay. I trust in nerds about things like this. Now he says, there are a few key variables, however, mm-hmm. that you'll probably object to me leaving out, like whether or not you're the dumper or dumpy, or whether you decided to stay friends after, or whether or not the breakup was abrupt. Okay. But he's like, fair, I've, fair enough. I've had to just put in my equation as simple as I could um, the things that I think will make the most difference to your emotional progress and allow us to project it. Okay. Okay. Can I use a calculator? You're going to need a calculator. Okay. Boy, you're going to need a calculator. We're going to have to put <clears throat> some numbers down. Should I have paper? I'm not very good at maths. Um, maybe I'll write down first and then you can. I'll tell you what to put in the calculator. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, he does say, if you made the choice to continue sleeping with your ex, no judgment at all. Just make sure to tear up the entire formula, throw it in a trash fire and walk straight into the sea because nothing can help you now. Oh, my. <laughs> Look, not wrong. Not though. wrong. Not wrong. I think if there's been a two-year hi- two hiatus, though, you're forgiven. Mm. You're over it. I think you've done the over it. I think if you're over it, it's okay. Okay. So, the formula is X divided by 2 plus J plus 1 minus T plus K divided by 2 plus R equals Y. Algebra. I know. So let's now, I don't know if the only question I have is, should I be bod massing this? Yeah. Order of operations for sure. Okay. All right. Or am I just doing it in the order that it appears? Um, can I have a look at it? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an important question. Yeah. You'd have to, because I think if you just do X divided by two and K divided by two first, then you can okay. do it in order. All right, so we'll plug the numbers in. Are we doing mine or do you want to pick one of yours? Okay, let's do both of ours okay. and, and see if we agree with like, oh, yeah, because we can assess for each other if we think the maths is right. Okay, so I'm going to pick one of mine. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Okay. Okay. So X is the amount of time in months that you dated. It doesn't matter if you were in a defined relationship or not. <laughs> so I'm taking that as number of months from like, expression of interest romance okay okay so i'm gonna say for the purposes of that so we're gonna do six divided by two plus yeah plus then plus j plus one now it says here j equals x divided by three if you can't quite wrap your mind around why the breakup happened. And if you're left feeling Claire Danes trying to piece together a terror plot confused and you think you were really, really good together, you have to add more time to the getting over process because the denial and confusion period will take longer. That's what okay. J is. Okay. J equals roughly a third of the amount of time in months you dated. Also, J comes into play if you were cheated on. But if the breakup completely checks out and makes sense to you, J equals zero. All right, so I am going to use J here. Okay. Because although it checks out, the friend breakup I didn't see coming. So I'm going to use J. So we've got to go J is 6 divided by 3, which is 2. Yep. Okay, so we've got 6 divided by 2 plus 2 plus 1 mm-hmm. minus T. T is also X divided by 3. If at any point post-breakup you get romantically involved with someone else and the sex is all right and they're sort of nice to you, take a chunk off. If you're not dabbling in rebounds, T equals zero. 
One man I spoke to for this piece told me new sex is probably the fastest way to recover from lingering feelings, especially if you can convince yourself the new person is just as good or better than the old person in the sack. Okay, so for me, I have to put T equals zero. I've not pursued dating since. Right, okay. Okay, so minus zero, so that's just defunct, plus K. K is the amount of times you check on his social media per day. Mm. I'm zero there. I'm very proud. Yeah. I'm on a zero. In some senses, I've done badly in that I'm not, you know, back in the pool. Mm-hmm. I've been punished on punished on T, but rewarded on K. All right. So, K divided by two. Zero divided by two is zero. So, okay. that cancels out as well. Then we've got plus R is the final variable. What's R? If you feel conflicted between blocking them or letting them watch your Instagram stories for validation that they are still interested in you, add three months. If not, R equals zero. In all honesty. Do you wish that he was looking at your Instagram stories? I'm going to have to say honestly, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Honestly, like I have the conflict. Yeah. Definitely have the conflict. So R equals three. So I've got to go plus three. Okay, so this is going to equal Y, amount of time in months it will take for you, you to get over them. Okay. Okay. So we've got, quite simple, we've got six divided by two. Which is three. Plus three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus mm-hmm. three. That's nine. It's nine months. Nine months. It's nine months. That doesn't feel like it checks out. It's nine months. You could grow a baby in that time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you could. I mean, I'm not, but I could. I wonder if that would help you get over things faster. Mm. You'd be distracted. You'd have a lot on. But men's health say that doesn't help much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's nine months. So I could speed that up a heck of a lot if I didn't feel conflicted about the blocking. Mm -hmm. And if I got back in the dating pool. Okay. I could speed that up. I could get that down to three. Down to three. I could. That would make sense. All right. Okay. Do you want to do yours? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I need is the number of months that you dated. 24. 24. Okay. So we've got 24. 24 divided by 2. 12 plus. Okay. So can you wrap your mind around why the breakup happened? Were you confused or did it check out to you? You tell me. I think I was, I think it was a really weird, confusing time. Do I... we have to go with confused based on the information? <sighs> But I knew, I knew why everything was happening. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yes. No. Yes. Jay comes into play. Yes. yes. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just remembered the last. We remembered the rule. Yeah. Okay. So Jay comes into play. Jay comes into play. So what's you, the You rule? don't even have to make a decision. So Jay comes into play. It's um, going to be 24 divided by three. Is eight. Yeah. So we've got at the moment, we've got 12 plus eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got 12 plus eight. Um, 12 plus eight, Jay... Oh, J plus one. So it's actually nine. Sorry. 12 plus nine. Okay. Minus T. So T equals, did you ever get romantically back? Did Sorry. Did you get romantically involved with someone else in any point quickly after the, mm-hmm. okay. So you have to have, we have to go X divided by three. So you're gonna have to add another eight. All right. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> All right. Number of times you checked his social media per day? Uh, I didn't. Because you didn't? Zero? There, yeah, there was... Sensible. Okay. Did you feel conflicted between blocking them and letting them see your stories or your posts? No, I didn't want them to see. Straight block? Yeah. Okay. You've done well there? All right. <clears throat> so, K divided by 2 is just 0 divided by 2. Then our final variable is... Um, no, we've done them all. Zero times checking his social media. Zero conflict. We have... No, that was conflict. Con- conflict about letting him see your Oh, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. There was conflict. Just not conflict about that. A boy, was there some conflict. <laughs> boy, sake. was there conflict. Okay, so all we've got for you is 12 plus 9 plus 8. That's 29. Which is two and a bit years. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's now. That's now. Are you feeling over it? Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, what is impl- what is implicit in this um, formula? And I think this is such a cute nerd way to give advice. Yeah. Is that you can take control by changing these variables to make it happen quicker. Oh, that's so smart. Algebra is so good. Algebra is so good. So you can get back in the dating pool faster. You can not check their social media to reduce this time. You can um, block them mm-hmm. and not think about if they see your stories or not. All of that stuff will reduce you getting over time. So instead of coming straight out with advice, this nerd gave us algebra and made us do the work. And now we're more invested in it, just like an Ikea hemnes. I love this. I love it. Breakup magic. There's, the other yeah. thing that I tell myself is like, which I think I can only do because it's short-lived, right? Is I'm like, do you know what? Last January, I didn't have those visions of that person in my life in that way. I didn't have that person in my life in that way. Mm-hmm. And this January, I won't either. And I haven't gone backwards. Yep. Maybe you also learn some things. Exactly. I don't think, um, obviously you can have relationships that are mistakes, but oh. I, I definitely learned things yeah. and I think they did things for me that were important mm. and that were helpful for me. Um, Even the ones that don't work out aren't necessarily mistakes. Or failures. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I really, I mean, I genuinely think it was good for me to know that I can connect with someone in that way. I am really happy to hear that from you because it seems like a, it's been a theme in conversation for a number of years. Yeah. I think it's a rarity for me. Yeah. And part of the reason perhaps I find ends of relationships so hard is that I require the friendships to begin with. Yeah. So by the time we get there. Grieve twice. That person's really important to me before I even consider romance. The person is important. Should we call it quits? Yeah, we should. So, because we know that your sentence is almost served. My <laughs> sentence is served. Who your knew? sentence is served. Mine is served. Yours is served. I'm You're done. over it. You're I'm, done. I'm done. You've moved on. And I, you have. I really have, though. You really have. And you served it faster than they said, I reckon. I think so, too. Um, I think I wasn't quite finished with my sentence. But I, like. Enough. You were enough. I, w- I was very, very much enough done. Yeah. Exactly. And now I am completely done. Yeah. That's so nice. I'm on parole. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had planned a ha- uh, Halloween episode. <laughs> I was really looking forward to a Halloween episode. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, and then the one yeah. after that we had planned was going on an outing. So we'll have to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That sounds fun. Can I tell you I did have... Something close to a Halloween event. <laughs> okay. It's, um, it's what I'm going to call Halloween adjacent. Okay. All right. It I'm, happened in the month of October. I'm about that. <laughs> I like it. And I'm going to tell you the things that made it Halloween. Okay. We're going to do it now. I'm doing it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, just for the listeners because we might as well make two episodes. All right. Well, while we're here, we'll have to do an extra outro. Yeah. And an extra intro. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Us lie to you? Never. We, we're liars. Um, yeah. Okay. So the things that made it Halloween happened in the month of October. Okay. And there were several. Witches. Faux skeleton heads. Oh. What are they called? Yeah. Skulls. Okay. Skulls. <laughs> skeleton Skulls. heads. <laughs> so um, I had, I had. A revenge that I wasn't looking for, (laughs) but it's not as mean-spirited as you think it would be. Okay. Okay. So, Ben and I had some of his friends around Mm -hmm. for dinner. Okay. Had delicious fajitas. I cooked. It was great. Yum. Um, Good party food. Cocktails. Grand. (sighs) What a good night. Grand. Um, And... The faux skeleton heads, a.k.a. skulls, I put in Ben's house because he doesn't like any, like, decorations. decorations. He's yeah. like, they're stupid. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But <laughs> we'd been to Kmart and I had spent, like, I don't know, five bucks on this, like, paper mache skull head yep. that you could, like, paint. Cute. I love that. But I didn't paint it. I just put it put straight put it in, in a, mm-hmm. like, Calax cube in the lounge room. Mm-hmm. And then I got a bag of mini plastic skulls and I tipped them into two like um, entree bowls mm-hmm. and put them on the coffee table. Yep. So it's Halloween themed. And now. now it's Halloween. Now it's Halloween. 
anyway, so the friends came over. I made dinner. We played a board game. Can't remember what it was. And um, so that was my little Halloween party. But I got a little revenge because the first time I met them, I went to their house and had did all the same things except they were hosting. Uh, and I accidentally drank all the wine that I brought way too far. Like I was at the point where I was like, watch me do this shot of red wine. (laughs) And then I was. Hang on. Important question. (laughs) Did you have on a fun hat? I think I might've had a beanie. Okay. Yeah. Because it was cold. It was in winter. And what I recall is on the way out, I sat poised in a garden chair out the front. And then just immediately the whole thing just tipped over. No. <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm just on the ground going, oh, I wish. And then by the time I got home, um, I'm vomiting in the toilet and Ben's like patting my back kindly. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and, but I got, I got, I got some of my dignity back because um, one of the friends who was visiting, maybe I, maybe I served up one too many Aperol spritzes. Did they get sick? This friend was sick. In the bush? In the house. And Ben said, and I said, yes, we're even now. We're even. And Ben said, we're not even because everyone keeps vomiting in my toilet. (laughs) I am the loser. (laughs) I said, quiet, babe. It's fine. It's fine. So according to his maths, he needs to vomit in everyone else's toilet to make it even. I think that might be his maths, yeah. Excellent. Good. Okay. Love that. So funny. Amazing. Well, I did nothing, so. I did not know what that was. But it was a cat's <laughs> that, tail. It's freaky, isn't it? It's unsettling. <laughs> Why are you so horizontal? Okay, well. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We, that was, those were deranged episodes. We hope you like. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks for that. Uh, it's It's been real. It's been real. Bye.